Welcome to the Digital Workflow Dentistry Podcast Series. We help dentists adapt, adopt, and advance in the world of dental technology. For more information about upcoming lectures, webinars, and podcasts, please go to our website, www.digitalworkflowdentist.com, at Instagram, at Digital Workflow Dentistry. Good afternoon, dental internet world. My name is Dr. Vishal Sharma, and I'm once again here alongside my friend and colleague, Dr. Mike Parchewski. Mike, it's the first nice weekend that we've had in Calgary in some time. The sun is shining, the flowers are blooming, and the plants are starting to sprout, which is a perfect segue into our topic of conversation today, which is alternative digital implant planning workflows within the office. Good to see you, Mike. Good to see you, bud. I'm surprised you didn't mention golfing in that. Uh, well, hopefully uh, these implants uh, lead to a much higher success rate than uh, your short game right now. So, Nice, nice. Good dig. <laughs> um, welcome, everybody. And today's our topic. Again, we're talking about uh, implants and guides and how we can implement these procedures in a digital workflow into our clinics. And today we're going to be touching on some different options that people have when they don't have the capacity to mill in office and they are sending um, out to out uh, you know to labs or to outboard companies such as uh, Simplant or Azento or CCAT. So we want to talk about a little bit about that flow today, uh, so that you know we've get, been getting a lot of questions about that. So we're going to touch on on that. Yeah, and so um, currently, Mike, why don't you walk us through what your uh, non-Simplant Zento workflow entails? So technically, if we're doing a single implant right now, our workflow is we'll take a prime scan on the patient. Mm -hmm. We'll then do a CBCT of the quadrant of the missing tooth. Um, we'll merge that into CCAT implant software. You can also use Galaxis. Yeah. Uh, from there, we treatment plan the implant, and in our protocols, uh, you know, we've talked about this on other podcasts, we use the digital implant case presentation, where we are walking through the planning of the implant with the patient live. Once we have the plan confirmed, uh, patient's happy, we go ahead and mill the surgical guide on our, our milling chamber, which you could either use the prime mill, we have an MCXL. So we'll go ahead and, and mill a surgical guide for that implant. And, um, you know, typically we're using the Astra system, so it's a CIRIC guide three. Then we'll be able to go ahead and book that patient um, any, you know, could be the next day. We can basically book it any time. takes about 45 minutes to make the guide. So the whole treatment planning process is about an hour. Um, but that's sort of the workflow we do for singles and double implants. With the double implants, we'll uh, be actually milling two guides for that. Um, what What's your current workflow? Yeah, it's really similar to yours. Obviously, you've been into CEREC Guide 3, which has the built-in uh, osteotomy burst stops or the keys built in right into the uh, system. So you don't have to hold them externally. Uh, we're migrating to that system as we were talking before we started recording. I've got my first central incisor with um, Astra uh, this upcoming Wednesday. So I'm excited for that aspect. So everything is really similar, mostly CEREC Guide 2, gravitating towards the more uh, streamlined approach of CEREC Guide 3. And then a topic of conversation that we're going to be discussing today is what if we can't fabricate uh, those guides in-house? In and in our practice, Mike, so we would send out something if we are working on multiple units, uh, you know, obviously a lot of different surgical guided sites in an arch. Uh, of course, there is a complicating aspect to doing 
the guides in office. Your system is very, very streamlined, like an hour from start to finish from console to surgical guide obviously is really impressive. And I think it's achievable for most people. But initially, if this is something you're getting into, uh, ease of just sending and referring something out, uh, you obviously, it's a great benefit. Um, having a second set of eyes or someone who has routinely gone through the treatment planning aspect of implants can be really effective as well. And, you know, one of the other aspects, and this is more what you're into, not so much with uh, the limited, uh, more simplistic window of implants that we're placing, is if you're having to do some ridge recontouring or, you know, bone removal, etc. So that's in our office, uh, our workflow and why we would uh, send a guide out to a third party. Um, you've done a lot of work with Simplant, and obviously it's a, a very good system and company. Uh, can you talk about it? Sure. Uh, first, qu- I wanted to ask you a question. So, do you do you three D print your guides right now? No, we're we're milling. Even though we have three D printers, we're still we're milling. Yeah, we've done some of the three D printing um, with it, and right now you can do the three D printing of the Syrup Guide too, and you can go into InLab and do three D printing of your guides with uh, multiple implants off of um, uh, Syrup Guide two. Because we've been using primarily Syrup Guide 3, I think when the option becomes available to be able to 3D print a Syrup Guide 3, um, I think that would be mm-hmm. um, you know, pretty cool process. When we were 3D printing for the uh, Syrup Guide 2, a while, you know, this is, goes back a year, year and a half when we were still doing a lot of the Syrup Guide 2 before the uh, new software updates to allow the Syrup Guide 3, um, we did find that the milled guides just fit better mm. on the on the teeth and we tended to have to adjust the 3d um, printed ones a little bit interesting um but i do know that as the 3d printers have improved as well with the new form labs the new um uh, some of the new ones that are coming out where the i guess the micron uh, accuracy is higher people are 3d printing more of them um and i do know like for example when we talked with josh um, the guides that they're p- producing for their their in um, in lab at their school, the training mm-hmm. have been amazingly accurate. But now we're dealing that's a Stratasys 3D printer, yeah. you know, which different is different price actually, which, one, is, for which sure. is a few hundred thousand dollars. So I do think the the ability to 3D print will continue to evolve. There are people doing it. I've done it. Um, you know, for me, I think if I didn't have the milling capacity, I'd probably 3D print more mm-hmm. um, just to keep it all in office. So, so that is that is out there. Just one thing to add to that before you jump into my Simplant. Um, you know, obviously the benefit of being able to 3D print, of course, is the complexity of the guides. And it should be noted that you have Serac in lab. Uh, so you have the capacity to do that for, for those people who wouldn't have that software. It's obviously a little more challenging. You can do it through Blue Sky Bio or some other third-party uh, planning mechanisms. The other thing that you'll find uh, once you get a prime mill is the milling is just much more streamlined than with the MCXL. The cleanup is a lot easier. It's much less uh, challenging on the system. I know you have yours uh, rigged to collect a lot of the plastic debris. So the prime mill is just a better system for milling for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see what the new applications are with printing. And I'm sure there's probably a lot more coming out in the next, you know, six months to a year. Now, I think we're going to see some huge, huge jumps with that. Um, now you'd asked me about, uh, the mm-hmm. MySimplant. So, um, I will mention that. So basically what MySimplant is, 
is a, a software where you can outload, outboard your product. So you go through the Serret Connect, um, you send it to the MySimplant uh, as a, a partner that you're, your communication partner that you're sending to. And so you would send out into a file on your desktop from the CBCT, the file um, into a, the partner file export. You would then take that file and you bring it over to your Serac on a USB. You export your SDL mm -hmm. from your um, prime scan of the missing tooth. Then you would also send out your CBCT uh, uploading through your Serac Connect. And um, the benefit of doing that is you're able to send, basically you can do that, you can still follow that same digital workflow. It's just that um, you're going to have somebody making the guide for you. And so basically it's, it's, it's nice way to integrate digital workflows into your clinic before you have, let's say a milling chamber. So if you have just an acquisition, digital acquisition, which could be any, could be Itero, um, trios, and you have, um, and you have a CBCT, you'll be able to go through a portal through those systems as you can with the prime scan and then be able to send the data to my simplant and then what my simplant is is basically they are working with you on planning your case mm -hmm. and so you'll have us you know like you said the second set of eyes you'll have a technician helping to where to place those implants um, the alignment the position you'll get a rendering back that you can you know can critique and you guys can modify and that you can do with uh, multiple implants you can do that with single implants you can do it with edentulous arches um, the all-on-X concept, um, which is, you know, being a little bit more prevalent, I think, these days than all-on-four. And you can also merge this into planning with, uh, with Atlantis solutions as well. Interesting. So um, how often are you using it? Um, we, well, any, like I said, any of our multi-implant cases, we've been, we've been doing that way. Um, we have, mm. you know, we've also worked, you know, we work with a, uh, a close lab too. We, we work with Eunice lab in town as well with Zolt, uh, who's a bit of a wizard. So, um, the goal really is, is to standardize the way you do full arch implants. And the, the goal of that is to consider, um, you want to, if you want to do full digital planning, you need to use Simplant. And you need to have a lab tech that's able to work with that. And so you'll need to give them the information about the dentures. You need to, you need to plan the bone reduction requirements. Yeah. And so what you want to get back from that planning is a bone reduction guide. You want to get uh, placement of your implants with the guide. And you want everything to be already planned as where it's going to end up so that there's no guesswork, right? And that's, that's the whole goal of it. Um, now, there's a lot of new things that have come out. Um, and so you're quite familiar with the Azento product. And so let's go through because Azento is also using Simplant technology, but in a different fashion. So can you run through what the Azento is all about? So Mike, the thing I really like about Azento is uh, it's just much more simplistic. So what you're talking about when we're discussing complex uh, implants, multiple sites, all on four, all on X, where we're doing bone reduction guides, uh, that sounds uh, really complicated to me and I'm happy that you're nearby and we can send that stuff to you. So for a lot of the other dentists who are confident with their surgical skills but don't want to get into really complex surgery, Azento is a great option for that. So we have a central incisor coming up uh, this week. Uh, it's a failed endo referred from uh, one of my associates. Uh, you know, endo was probably done 20, 30 years ago. So we've extracted the tooth. We decided not to do an immediate. We grafted it. 
and we're going to place an aster implant. But if you're getting into central incisors and you want to simplify that aspect, Zento is a great option. You take a digital impression, you take a CBCT, and you send that off to Zento. You're going to get this great box, uh, and in that box, I think you referred to it one time as uh, you know almost like a Christmas present. You have the uh, implant, the surgical guide and the osteotomy birds that you're gonna be using for that process. Also along with that, you're going to get a temporary abutment or healing abutment, and you'll also get a temporary crown. Uh, so it's essentially just you're going through the surgical aspect, placing that, everything else is done, there's no other lab work, there's uh, no other prosthetic work that needs to be done. If that temporary fits really, really well, the contacts are good, it looks good. You also have a digital file that Azento has sent you that corresponds to that restoration. And so you can just plug that into your CERAC and mill a final restoration uh, if that's your prerogative. Uh, and so it's just a really simplistic approach where you're minimizing all of your non-chair side time. Great for anteriors uh, and uh, obviously works really well with uh, extra or uh, other uh, compatible products. Yeah, I think it's a great product. Um... For a lot of people, it's a, just a, a different mindset, you know, where you're basically skipping the impressions. You're skipping all the parts in the middle because you've, you'll have a custom healing abutment in place. And so you've already got tissue conditioning happening. Um, you can, or you can have a temporary mm -hmm. on. So you, at the placement procedure, everything's sort of the majority of the work's done. And then through the process, um, you, you don't, you don't need the scan post now. You don't need all, all the rest of those. So people don't realize that the, the benefit of the Azenta, while you have that cost of the lab part of it, when you price it out on buying all the, the impression copings and all the other parts, the healing abutment, all that, you're, you're ending up with, it's ending up being less expensive because your time savings. Totally. Right? So it is a, um, you know, so primarily we're same as you, we're doing it for anterior work. We're doing it on immediates mm -hmm. um, because I don't know about you. I don't mind doing acrylic uh, buildups to make uh, tissue conditioning when I'm doing an immediate, but sure easier when it's just yeah. a custom made one that you put right in. Um, and so I do really like the, the immediate protocol um using it and i've still had cases where we, we've done with a zento on immediate for a molar for example where we ended up burying the implant a little bit further such that the tining didn't line up so the custom abutment was a little bit skewed mm -hmm. so we ended up um modifying the custom abutment a little bit and in that case i could have actually just gone back and done an acrylic one but we were able to preserve the one that came but so you know understand that there is there's those little tweaks but boy it's when I'm not having to pound a bunch of acrylic around an anterior zone, um, it's it's super nice. Yeah, so it simplifies um, the simplistic implants, anterior zones. It cuts out a lot of the extraneous work. Everything comes within the kit, uh, enables us to more uh, easily uh, tissue condition or develop uh, anterior aesthetics. Uh, so great for people with a uh, decent background in surgical expertise. Uh, who may not necessarily want to go through all of the other prosthetic challenges or steps uh, to get that result. Uh, a bit different now with Simplanted Dentulus, and that's something you've been doing. Talk to us about that, Mike. So if we're doing a full arch or you know full upper and lower arch case, 
we our options here are to do this in a digital world is we can use the simplant um, we can use the ccat as the as the outboard mm -hmm. we can use an outboard lab that we work with it could be orem could be unis um, but all of these uh, you know if you work with the the labs and the technicians they all will work with you on that workflow so you can keep things digital but what you have to communicate here is is we're always when we're doing single crowns we're doing that crown down approach we're we're we're, we're knowing where that end point is going to be where that crown is going to be well you need to do the same thing with an edentulous arch so what you have to do is create a set of dentures um inexpensive set of scan dentures uh, no metal in the dentures and you you basically do all the work in those dentures to get the bite mm -hmm. the phonetics the comfort the aesthetics all that ironed out before you even start the days where we would just place implants and then work forward from there make your life actually more complicated Interesting. so so what you want to do is always have a set of dentures so if it's a if you're just doing a lower denture and they have upper teeth or vice versa or a full set make the dentures first okay and so it's a little bit extra cost up front but make the dentures and then what you do with the dentures is you add um, either like little scan balls metal scan balls or you can use the stickers so radiographic markers yep yeah. so radiographic markers so that that will will come through and so what you have to do is you have to scan the dentures in your CBCT on their own and then you have to scan um, the dentures in the patient's mouth and when you scan the dentures in the patient's mouth, you have to have just a bite reg in there that separates them so that they're able to segment the dentures out in the software. Mm -hmm. So the teeth can't be overlapped in that scan. But basically what you've equated there is you've equated where the dentures are, um, what the dentures look like, where the teeth are. In it. So you have a virtual model of the teeth. You have a virtual model of the bone and you have a virtual model of the soft tissue. So in the Simplant software, they can play around with all of those um, layers. Mm -hmm. And what they then can discover is as they place the implants virtually, as they place the abutments virtually, they know how much and how little a bone reduction is required and where that is. Because the goal is always to have the bone as level as possible. Yeah. And you want always your prosthetic to be ovate. Okay. It has to be cleansable. Even if it's removable or fixed, you have to have that a little bit of the ovateness to it so that you don't just have a food collection site. And that's where bringing on like multi-unit abutments help because multi-unit abutments take the connection point above the gums. So you got to bring things away from the gums so you don't have that um, bacteria infiltration, mm -hmm. minimize, um, you know, peri-implantitis. And so it's following a protocol like that and working with a lab. But basically what you want to do is work with a team, work with a lab, develop your protocol, follow those kinds of principles. And that's how you can do um, complicated treatment um, in a team fashion and make it not so complicated, right? Because you have a plan. I apologize about what I said about your short game earlier. If you can follow that level of detail, uh, chipping and putting is going to be a walk in the park for you. So, you know, it's it's really interesting all of the stuff that you're doing from that perspective and uh, the complexity with it. And I, I can see why uh, the digital component is certainly helpful from that aspect. You know, for those of us who are just placing more simplistic implants, um, you know, you can see the comparison between Azento, which just simplifies everything, and then obviously Mike uh, going into Simplant, which uh, helps streamline a very complex workflow. Uh, how does it work with partially edentulous? So very similar, similar concept, except that you can do your scanning and planning within the CIRAC. 
you still need a bite index to move the teeth apart. And if it's going to be um, a partial or, you know, that you're going to use as your tooth guide or if you're able to plan the teeth just on your prime scan. So if you don't have a prime scan, you can use like a partial with, with markers. If you have the prime scan, um, you basically just plan the multiple missing teeth. And then you do the bite index again where the teeth are separated and you send, uh, you, you know, so you have your digital impression, you have your 3D scan and you have a plan of the teeth and you send that all off again same thing you can send to your lab you can send to azento you can send to ccat uh, or you can send to my simplant mm -hmm. uh, i will add in right now that what azento is doing right now uh, i don't know if i'm spilling the beans here but azento is coming you, out. you are by yeah. the way you are spilling the beans you azento will be coming out with azento multi which will be the ability in the azento product line where you get that box of everything in there that will encompass multiple implants. So I've yet to see how that's going to relate to bone reduction guides and 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 that, but I think it's going to end up replacing the concept of my Simplant. So you will have a Zento and you'll have a Zento Multi, which will be quite exciting um, in helping us with our workflows. Yeah, it's it's certainly uh, an interesting workflow. A lot of possibilities for those who are interested in getting into implants or placing them and just wanting to simplify the workflow or do a lot more within their office uh, these are some fantastic uh, avenues to certainly do that uh, you know just a quick summary uh, with the Zento which is you know the workflow that we've been discussing uh, on my end uh, prime scan just easy to get that digital impression uh, we take a CBCT and uh, there's a variety of really good ones obviously on the market the Axio seems to be the gold standard right now upload all of that into the portal and much like with any other um, support system, that within a couple uh, days gets uh, uploaded, sent back to you for approval. You can make some modifications to that. And then once you approve everything, you get that Christmas box sent uh, whenever uh, whenever you need. So uh, co-planning is really helpful for that, not only from the Azento platform, but also the Simplant platform. So Mike, uh, I think that about covers it. You've got a tea time later today. You now uh, have some very good motivation to uh, avoid any three putts. Uh, what do we have upcoming for the next little while? So our, our couple things I wanted to just add is that um, I think, you know, with COVID and, and, and that we haven't been able to get, you know, as many of these in-person uh, courses. But just understand that I think what we should do is ramp up a YouTube video that shows these workflows. Mm -hmm. So I think we should put that together and announce when that on an upcoming podcast, when we have that available. So people are able to go to the YouTube and visually see what we're talking about. So I think um, let's drive that forward so that we can get so where you guys can see the steps uh, visually. Um, Two, I were our next on the online is we're we're looking at uh, we have a Dr. Neki Jamal coming to talk to with us on the 25th. Uh, so in a couple of weeks and uh, the goal of that podcast is to talk about surgery, socket mm -hmm. preservation, um, you know, uh, different things that he's doing on teaching on wisdom teeth extraction. So we're going to go, we're going to go surgical and how CBCTs can help us plan implant or um, um, tooth extractions um, and how we can bridge that into PRP, PRF. So it's going to be an exciting one. I think it's going to be really topical and interesting uh, for dentists. And uh, I think that we want to get into some cosmetics uh, coming up. And uh, I think that's what we're driving forward. Follow up on some of the um, you know new updates, I think, will be in the, in the works in the early summer. And I think that's our planning on, uh, on moving forward. 
Thanks everyone for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and visit our website, digitalworkflowdentist.com for upcoming courses and events. And uh, we'll see you next time. Right on. Take care, everybody. And our Instagram at digitalworkflowdentistry. All the links are in the bio. Everybody take care and we are off to the golf course. Thanks.